Welcome back to Real Talk, Let's Talk. Today, we're very excited to welcome a speaker from our first ever Real Talk Student Edition event, Princess Ogundu. Princess is now a senior majoring in biology and French and minoring in chemistry. Yes, we are so excited to have you back with us today, Princess. I'm excited to be back. Thank you, guys. Woo! Thank you. (laughs) And before we get started, we wanted to ask you a couple of questions so that our listeners can get to know a little bit more about you before you begin. Okay. So, my first question for you is, what fashion trend do you wish would make a huge comeback? And maybe one has already made one recently that you're really excited about? Yeah, I'm really big into the bell-bottom jeans and bell-bottom pants in general. I have a few pairs myself, and I'm just really excited to see that it's now more mainstream and more popular. So that's one thing I like a lot. Those are so cute. (laughs) And also, do you have any, like, unique or interesting family traditions? Um, Well, my family is from Nigeria, so we don't really celebrate Thanksgiving the traditional American way. What we do is we just cook up a whole bunch of traditional Nigerian food, and then we meet together with a whole bunch of other Nigerian families, and we just enjoy that time together. So it's a little bit different, I guess. Oh, that's lovely. Nice. (laughs) The same idea, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my first question is, what is your favorite time period and why? Um, I'd have to say, you know, now uh, from like 2000 (laughs) and onward is probably the best time period or not probably, but definitely simply because of how far we've come in terms of not just technology and education, but also strides we've made for equality of genders and ethnicities, races and all those other social groups. So I think now is a really good time period to be in. Nice. Um, Okay, and if you could have any superpower, what would it be? I would be a firebender from Avatar. (laughs) That's just the coolest thing in the world to me. Nothing past that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there anything you do with it particularly? Like, why fire? Um, I just thought they were so bad. Like, they were amazing. (laughs) Like, Azula could also bend lightning with Oh, my gosh. I just want to be able to do it. Oh, that's so cool. I don't want to, like, I don't have any, like, heroic or villain origin stories or anything. I just want to be able to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Princess. No problem. So the title of Princess's talk is Fake It Till You Make It, My Bicultural Identity Crisis. All righty, guys. Um, So simply put, I survived a 14-year identity crisis. I came to the U.S. in 2003, which was just in time for me to start kindergarten. And I remember being so excited to move here. I thought I was going to be super popular and make a million friends. I was really, really excited as I got ready for my first day of school. And at first, it was smooth sailing, but then came recess. A few kids and I were playing when a new kid came by and made a comment about the way I spoke, something along the lines of, you know, you talk funny or something like that. Now, back in Nigeria, everyone sounded the same, so the concept of me having an accent never really formed in my head. It wasn't until this new kid brought it up that the others and I noticed it, and unfortunately for me, that's when the teasing began, and that was my first real experience of being singled out as an outsider. So from this moment um, through high school, I began to notice acutely that I felt different from everybody around me it seemed like I didn't really fit in anywhere. Um, The American kids at school would tease me and single me out. And to make matters worse, my Nigerian family and friends began to see me as an American 
as if I was no longer truly a Nigerian. So I was rejected by both the culture I was born into and the culture that I so desperately wanted to be a part of. And we all know that rejection really sucks. As a result, I began to question my very existence. You know, who was I? Where did I belong? And did I even belong at all? Um, now, that said, I was still pretty hopeful. I decided to solve my problem by becoming, quote unquote, American. So from that point onward, I stopped speaking my traditional language. Um, I stopped wearing traditional clothes and even eating traditional food. I basically just deleted all aspects of Nigerian culture from my life. I was American princess, so I would only do American things. That didn't work. Um, even with all this effort, all the kids at school still made fun of me. They still rejected me. Ouch. Well, I decided that I didn't want to be American anyways. So I tried to embrace the culture of my homeland, and I went all out. Spoiler alert, though, this didn't work either. I tried so hard. I would only speak our language. I learned all the dances. I cooked the food. I did everything that I could but still nobody took me seriously. And I remember um, acutely during a trip back to Nigeria one summer, everywhere that I would go with my cousins, they would introduce me as Americana or as an Oyibo girl. And in our language, Oyibo means white. And they would laugh at me whenever I tried to speak our language or tried to be part of the culture at all. Now, it hurt being rejected by the Americans, but I could take it. I'd never really felt close to any of them anyways, so it was no big deal to me. But feeling rejected by my own people, by my own family, that was a different level of pain. And that rejection hit me 10 times harder. It was too much to bear, and so I began to isolate myself from both my nuclear and my extended family. So fast forward to college. I came here thinking that I could start completely afresh. I was gonna join so many multicultural organizations and I would fit so well and make so many new friends from so many different walks of life. But when I got here, nothing really changed. It was basically the same story, but just a different setting. And when I did manage to squeeze myself into a few groups, something just wasn't quite right. So Mercer is a relatively small school and so many students already knew each other either from high school or cultural groups or summer programs or anything like that. So their friend groups were already formed and they were not looking for any new members. I thought a new location with new people would give me a totally clean slate and a chance to find myself. Yet here I was still outside looking in, still excluded, still alone. It wasn't until my sophomore year at Mercer that I began to get a bit of a grasp on what I was going through. It was in my INT 201 course. Um, for one of our papers, a fellow classmate discussed the same sort of identity crisis, and she gave it a name. It's called Bicultural Identity Crisis, and it's actually quite common among first and second generation immigrants. Um, hearing her talk about her experiences was actually a turning point in my life because that was the first time that I actually felt like I could relate to somebody else. Finally, after all these years of suffering alone, it seemed like, here was someone else describing an experience that was almost identical to my own. I could not believe it. So after class, I got her contact information so that we could talk a little bit more. We met up several times and actually became pretty good friends after that. 
I've learned from this whole experience that it's important to talk to people. And I realize this is a lot easier said than done because sometimes we feel like we're the only ones experiencing our type of pain. But I promise you that there's someone out there, someone on campus even, that has felt the same pain, uncertainty, anger, or whatever other emotion there is out there. Talking may be the key to changing or even saving somebody's life. And talking gets you out of your head and that makes all the difference. Take it from me, that makes all the difference. My friend probably thought that sharing her experience would just get her an A in the grade book, but it did so much more than that. It allowed me to open up to somebody about my situation for the first time. For the first time, I could actually form an image of who I was. I was no longer having to fake it until I made it. I'm also learning that it's okay that I don't completely know my identity. Identity isn't some abstract being that just remains stagnant and static. It's dynamic. It's a spectrum. I like to think of it like this. You are painting the picture of who you are. Traits such as culture, religion, sexuality, etc. All of those are just colors in your toolkit. The colors by themselves can't paint the picture. You get to decide which colors you use and how and where they fit into such beautiful painting that you've got. You are in control. I'm still working on my painting. Every day I mix in more colors. Some days the picture is breathtaking and confident. And other days it's so ugly and confusing and just so unsure. But that's okay. Because like I said before, my identity is dynamic and I am in control. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Princess. Um, So I have a question. Since you are a speaker from our very first event, I was wondering if you would um, like to share how your interactions with people on campus have changed since then, since sharing your story um, and just in like in meeting new people. Yeah, Real Talk really open, I guess, the doors for me of getting out of my head. It was really interesting with the first Real Talk, how everybody's stories were kind of connected in the sense that we were all talking about identity and finding ourselves and understanding ourselves and how we relate to other people. So by doing Real Talk, I learned that, yes, you know, this is a struggle that we all kind of go through, and it's important to talk to everybody to kind of figure it out. Um, Getting out of my head was something that Real Talk really taught me. It opened the way for me to be able to interact with other students. And now I'm a little less anxious about, oh, but what if they're not going through the same thing? What if they won't understand? Because the most important step is the first step, just reaching out to somebody. And that's what Real Talk taught me. So I'm really grateful for that. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. That's great to hear. And yeah, I'm sure a lot of people can probably relate to the feeling. I mean, I, I can myself for sure of like, just being in your own head. Um, so yeah, that's great. That's really great to hear that that Real Talk has made you feel that way. Um, speaking of the fact that you are also our first um, speaker in like one of our early, early events, um, has any of your opinions on the things that you shared earlier changed at all? Like, I, and you said yourself, it's a dynamic identity. So I just, I'm curious to see like how, how, your identity has changed since then, I guess. For me, um, just discovering a little bit more about my heritage as a Nigerian, getting to learn a little bit more about that culture since I came to America so young, but also taking an interest in all the different parts of American culture, like 
there's a reason the U.S. is called a melting pot. We're not just, you know, just one American thing. So adding mm-hmm. to that, um, being an ally for the LGBTQ community, getting to meet, talk about women's issues, women's struggles, the Me Too movement and things like that, getting a little bit more involved in politics and kind of understanding where I fit in, not just as a student, but as a citizen and as a person, basically. So that's kind of like stuff I've been adding, kind of learning a little bit about my identity. So it's been pretty interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of your place, um, like, what are you going to be doing after college? So I'm really, really glad to say that after I finish with Mercer, I'll be starting med school um, coming this coming July. So that's another congrats. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So I'm excited to see this new door open for me and this new chapter in my life. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing to add to my identity. So I'm really excited for it. Definitely think that that's a perfect profession for you to continue inspiring other young people and older people alike for everything that you've learned and gathered through your experiences. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Princess, it was really great hearing from you um, once again. Um, Thank Thank you so much for sharing your story and being a speaker on our podcast. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, Bye. guys.